Hey, this is Rich Peterson with Remax Gold out in American Canyon, and this is the Peterson Report for the week ending November 4th. This week's headlines include the Fed raising rates, Redfin is helping to destroy the housing market, and everything else that is sacred. And, according to the New York Times, real estate's going to hell in a handbasket, or at least it already was. Now, my beloved bears are taking on the USC Trojans this week, who have made many transgressions over the years but the one that they will never be forgiven for is leaving the Pac-12. That's just a sin too far. Luckily, I'll be at a training for poll inspectors on Saturday, so I won't be tempted to watch them crush my bears. The Astros are one win away from winning Dusty Baker his first World Series ring as a manager, and I couldn't be more delighted for him. So that being said, before I begin, I have something to really say. I'd like to remind folks to vote on or before this coming Tuesday. I understand that it can feel like all of this national stuff is beyond us, but I would remind you that there are several local measures that truly hinge on how dozens of you will vote. According to Napa County, only about 2,700 ballots have been cast in American Canyon through the end of yesterday. That means that only one out of five people have voted so far, and I'm not expecting much more than another thousand people to turn in their ballot between now and Election Day. And that is extremely disheartening. I can promise you that city council members, measures A, 2, and J, will all come down to razor-thin margins. When people say things like, the least you can do, this is exactly what they're talking about. Fill out the ballot that was mailed to you, put it in an envelope that they included with it, and then put it in the mail. It only has to be postmarked by Election Day. Take a half hour out of the binge-watching of the soon-to-be ad-supported Netflix and vote. Otherwise, sit down and shut up, because the rest of us have things to do to make our communities just a little bit better. In case you missed it, the Feds raised interest rates by another three-quarters of a point in an attempt to tame inflation. They did signify that they were willing to look at easing back on increases for the rest of the year, which should be good news to home borrowers. The consistent fear I hear being bandied about is that these continued rate hikes will lead the economy into a recession, and this is certainly a possibility. After the last Great Recession, we're all shell-shocked and frightened as hell of what another recession might mean. However, it's highly improbable that we're going to have another housing crash. Although you shouldn't be surprised to see home prices continue to dip over the next 12 to 18 months. Here's the good news. Even if home prices retreat back 20 to 30 percent like some extreme experts are suggesting, those prices will still be higher than they were in January 2020, just before the pandemic shut things down. Isn't it ironic of the week? Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Kelman, the Redfin CEO, is blaming institutional investors and iBuyers for both the rapid increases and now the hairy price drops in the market. Kelman sat down with Fortune, which published an article on Halloween he talked about the investor mindset since the 2008 housing crash. He said that when the shit hits the fan, actually he said shiitake mushrooms, but whatever. You want to be the first ones out, you being investors. You price the home 2% below the lowest comparable sale in the neighborhood. If it doesn't sell after, sell after the first weekend, keep slashing the price until it does. Kelman talked about investors learning their lessons from 2008 meltdown that they helped to create. So, quote, so folks respond now to that correction with almost PTSD, and they pull back much more quickly, end quote. Awesome. It's just this type of thinking that locked tens of thousands of first-time homebuyers out in the cold over the last two years. 
Maybe karma is why Opendoor and iBuyer announced that they lost almost $1 billion in Q3 this year. Finally, in today's what the file, the lead story in the New York Times real estate section is the housing market is worse than you think. Really? What makes you say that? There's new information. There's no new information here. It's little more than a rehash of the same thing that economists have been crowing about since mid-August when rates shot up dramatically. Here's the crux of the article, and I quote, Much can change, especially with economic headwinds on the horizon. But they all agreed, they economists, that the market is cooling fast. Home prices are going to drop, just not to the extent some buyers have hoped for. Sellers are going to have to work for their closings again. Really? You don't say. So what was the purpose of writing this article? I found myself reading and rereading the piece. I must be missing something. Is there updated data that I haven't seen? No, housing prices could fall 5 to 10% over the next year or so. We're in a neutral market, and sellers have to do more than, it, than they had to do. It could almost have been summed up by saying that nothing has really changed in the housing market in the past few weeks. And then I started wondering, how much do these articles matter anyway? I'd love to know some of the, the analytics like on bounce rates on these pieces. Do people that aren't nerds like me read them all the way through to find out that there's nothing much to discuss? Or do they simply look at the headlines and go, hmm. I wonder how much influence a piece like this has on society. Or are they just preaching to the proverbial choir? Is the housing market turning bad because we're telling everyone that it's bad? Or is it bad and we're finally exposing the emperors having no clothes? My guess is that it's somewhere in between. I mean, it's not bad, but it's certainly challenging. There are a few significant hurdles, primarily affordability, but I believe that we can get over them. Nevertheless, this type of article shows that the old adage of misery loving company holds true. As more perceived economic roadblocks are put up for people trying to buy or sell a home, the more negative momentum piles on. It's a bit like, a, like in sports when a team starts losing a game badly. It gets to be difficult to turn things, you know, turn everything around. Every negative headline in skewed article is just piling on and the bad news is threatening to run up the score. As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we really need actual policy solutions policy solutions and not inflamed rhetoric. For example, in a bank rate article from the beginning of October, they interviewed several economists, 86% of whom felt that the economy was on the verge of contracting. Cool. Got it. Thank you to the peanut gallery. What do I have to do to get by over the next 12 to 18 months? Like, you know, it's fair. But what's not cool is that the only quote they pulled from those 86% or 86 economists was the one person who said there was like a 100% chance of recession. And then they only quoted him, and he said the economy plunging into the abyss of recession. Are you serious? Abyss of recession? Isn't it time we stop scaring people to get our name known? Isn't it time we start reporting actual news? Is everything fair game now? Isn't it time for us to be a little more responsible with what we say and how we say it. At what point will we learn? It's time to be better. And that's all for this week. Um, next week is Veterans Day, so I will either come early. That didn't come out right. I will be uh, seeing you guys on Thursday. 
next week in honor of our veterans. Uh, if you are in American Canyon, please stop by. I'd love to see you. We are at the American Canyon Middle School Gym. Uh, 11 a.m. is the ceremony, and I'll be serving dogs with the lions starting at 12. All right, have a great week.